Hanan, and I am obsessed with everything early childhood education and supporting you through your teaching career. I hope you feel supported, encouraged, and continue learning throughout your time, both inside and outside of the classroom. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported and guided throughout their classroom experience. Classroom management, teacher burnout, and distance learning are all topics we cover here, so get ready to learn, grow, and become the best teacher you've always dreamed of being. Let's make an impact together. Welcome back to Shaping Little Minds podcast. I am so excited you are here with me. Today is part two of the teacher coaching series. I have a sub, full-time sub, who is learning all about early childhood education, and he is one of the few males in early childhood. So I hope you help me welcome my friend Edgar onto the podcast this week. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. Um, Let's start by um, having you introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you're doing. Um, My name is Edgar. I am born and raised in Central California. I am currently a substitute teacher for a local school district. I have about seven years of experience in the field of education. I have worked in several different capacities as a tutor, intern, an aide, and a sub for aides and teachers. I have also worked with children and students from birth to 12th grade. I have also worked with children in general ed and with those who have special needs. I am currently getting my master's in education with an emphasis on leadership in early childhood education. Amazing. You have a lot of experience. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of your experiences um, as a substitute in the special ed world? Maybe just even touch on um, the students who are not in early childhood and in the grades or high school? Um, I would... When I was working with students in high school, it was more um, tutoring them on English language. And then um, the students that I've worked with in elementary school have varied from kinder to sixth. And obviously that's a whole plethora of um, different behaviors and like personalities. It always is. all, All that jazz. And what about your substitute experiences so far? Are you enjoying it? Do you want to? Um, do you want it to lead somewhere, like a full-time teaching job, etc.? Um, I'm enjoying it, and I do want it to lead more. I want to be a preschool teacher, and so hopefully it can lead to that, or at least it'll help me get some experience to help me get a position. Yeah, amazing. And you're in the midst of your master's, so that that should also help a lot. Um, And do you feel like you've grown from these experiences? Can you give us even one example of where you feel like you've grown and you're ready to take that next step? Um, Yes, I definitely have grown. Especially it has helped me build like my philosophy of education and how I feel that children learn best 
Um, I've also grown in several areas, like including behavior management, engaging with families, lesson planning, time management, and all of everything that comes with teaching. Yeah, that's, in, that's important, um, especially in the teaching world. Um, what are your top three tips for soon-to-be first-time teachers? My top tips for teachers. So first and foremost, don't be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help doesn't make you a bad teacher. It doesn't make you um, not knowledgeable. It just means that it's your first year or even you're at the beginning of your career and you need some added support and added help and that's okay. So that's first and foremost. Um, my second tip would be um, prioritize self-care. And I know I think we had spoken about this um, or you had actually answered something on my Instagram about self-care. And I, um, and I remember just thinking it's so, so important to prioritize self-care. And sometimes it can be really, really hard, um, especially in your first year of teaching because there is a lot on you in your first year of teaching. Um, but self-care will help you not burn out so quickly and will help you be able to show up for yourself and for your students when you're in the classroom. So that is tip number two. And tip number three is find some kind of mentor. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, a paid coach. It can be just someone on Instagram who you dive into their um, podcast every week or you dive into their blog every week or um, even an educational book that you like to read and you like that specific author. Um, find someone who, who can help support you in your teaching career um, and really take that into um take that into the classroom with you because your, your presence in the classroom is gonna, all of these tips will help you be more present inside the classroom. All of these tips will help you to hopefully not feel so burnt out in your first year and hopefully um, take care not only of yourself, but also of your students and their needs. So mentorship is super important because it can set the foundation for support in your teaching career. Okay, the next question I have is, what do you do to help ease learning for English language learners in the classroom? Um, so when I was in the classroom, I did have English language learners. And what I did a lot was I would teach them like one word phrases, one to two word phrases. Um, so in early childhood, you know, like when they wanted more snack, let's say, I would teach them how to say, you know, more please. Um, that way they had the basics. Um, and they were able to, they were able to express themselves just with the basics at the beginning. Um, the, the, the only positive, I guess, I had in that classroom is most of my second language learners were, were um, had the language that I also speak. So I was able to speak to them a little bit um, in that language, and I was able to direct them in some way. Um, yes. But in, in yes, I feel like 
yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Yes, I feel like that helps a lot and it gives them like some type of like comfort speaking to yeah. them in that home language. Exactly. Yeah. And I and it and I think it did. But you know, if you don't know the language, um, I think that if you um have some kind of um like pictures of what you're going to do throughout the day and you show that they're the picture and you say, okay, snack time. And you tell them what, and you show them what snack time is. And then during snack time, if they want more, you say more, please. And they'll repeat it after you. All of that will help them kind of get the basics of the language that they need. And then through their interactions with other children, they will start to learn the English language. Yes, definitely. Any other questions? Do you have any classroom management tips? Yeah, um, classroom management is always, um, it can be tricky depending on what age you're going with. But in, um, in early childhood, because I know you want to do preschool and that's kind of my forte. Um, in early childhood, I think number one, the um, most important thing is to know how you are going to respond to behaviors that you might not necessarily want to see, even if they are um, developmentally appropriate in the class. So I worked with two and three-year-olds and some, um, some behaviors that I was seeing were hitting and pushing and, and that's totally developmentally appropriate. But how the question was how I was going to respond to that. And my response was teaching the kids that if someone is bothering you or, or if you're upset, you, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to hit. We're not going to hurt our friends, right? And we talk about those emotions all the time and what they feel like, what they look like, so that they, by the end of that year, by the end of preschool, they understand, um, they understand how to express themselves without hurting other children. Um, so that's, that's kind of a social emotional piece, but it'll help you with your classroom management. Um, and then in terms of like engaging the students, I think that's a really, really important part of classroom management. Yes, you have to have the expectations and the rules in the classroom, and it should be um, positively enforced rather than don't do this, don't do that. You tell them, okay. How do we sit in circle time? We sit crisscross applesauce, you know, and do we touch our friends? No, we don't touch our friends. What do we do? We put our hands in our laps, you know, like that kind of routine. Um, and always um, speaking of routine, you set those routines from the start. So setting those routines, the rules and routines from the start, and you continue to um, remind your students throughout the school year, it'll set you up for success. Um, Plus having those responses to those negative behaviors and how you're going to respond to it rather than be reactive to it, that also will help you tremendously. Um, and one thing I know, one more thing about classroom management that I know a lot of early childhood teachers struggle with is transitions. Transitioning from one thing to the next. And I actually have a podcast episode about it. But one thing I have learned about transitions is you as a teacher need to know what your expectations are and what your expectations are of yourself, but also of your students during that transition period. Um, so whether that's, um, you know, 
my my expectation of myself is that I start the the you know and I and I'm in the transition with the students or I start it and I tell the kids that this is time and let's say I am doing something else up, up outside of that um but usually what I do suggest, like if you're transitioning and you're cleaning up in your classroom, I do suggest that the teachers clean up with the students. That way it shows the students that everybody is responsible for cleaning up the classroom and for making the classroom look nice. Um, and another tip for transitions is using cues. So whether that's a physical cue or a, a musical cue, both of them are really, really good. So a physical cue could be ringing a, a bell or turning off the lights. Um, and then a, a musical cue is you sing a song to clean up. You sing a song to transition from, um, I, I don't know, playtime to circle time, right? So all of these um, little like tricks actually help you have that smooth transition. Now it's not gonna be perfect ever um because nobody's no one's perfect yourself included myself included the kids definitely are not um and it's going to be a learning process but if you do it consistently it will actually work and help does that answer your question yes okay do you have any very much but thank you yeah do you have any other um, questions yes my last question is how do you try to keep high quality in the classroom? I think high quality is all about expectations. So what are you, what, what do you expect of yourself? And how will you get, how will you meet those expectations as the teacher? And then what do you expect of your students? And how will you make sure that they are meeting those expectations as well? So if you expect yourself as the teacher to be that leader and um, the person who the children trust and are, con and, are, and are comfortable with and you're teaching whatever the curriculum is and you want, you want literally to be the best, which usually that's usually how most teachers approach the classroom, then how are you going to get there? How are you going to set those expectations and actually meet those expectations? But also a reminder in terms of expectations is that nobody is going to be perfect every day and nobody is going to do all the things every single day. So you have to also give yourself a little bit of grace. Um, and I think that's kind of the most important part is setting expectations for yourself and for your students and then asking yourself how you're going to get there. But also remembering that you are only human and you can only do so much. And if you are doing your best to meet those expectations, then that should be good enough. And that should be enough for you to, you know, come back the next day energized and ready to go again. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank I really you for the opportunity. Yeah, of course. Have a great day. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode that really dives into uh, first-year teachers and teachers who are about to enter the classroom for the first time in the coming months. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or subscribe to this podcast. It would absolutely mean the world to me, and I love to connect with each and every one of you. 
So as always, keep growing, learning, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.